Hey everyone, I'm Wa. And I'm Chris, and welcome to DocuSweeties. We're two longtime friends who discuss the riveting and sometimes trashy world of reality TV and docuseries. Yes, but through our own lens, honey, which, I mean, I mean, can be a little bagolgi, can be a little Korean barbecue, can be a little Thai curry, can be a little um, Japanese... Green yeah. tea? Mm-hmm. Indian curry? Yeah, it can be so many things, but at the end of the day, hopefully mildly sweet, like maybe like a little mango sorbet. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you guys for joining us as we discuss 90 Day Fiance. We are towing it as season four, episode 14, Winds Do Not Blow. Once the sun rises dirt in the air you know it's just like all right you know live dances with wolves yeah exactly (laughs) love is not here you know it's just like what are you talking just i'm done so having said that we're gonna get right in we have a great episode in the sense that you know we're gonna talk about it and we have some fun things here and there and we also have some after tea after tea you know yeah so let's start out with i think gabe and isabel so wherein gabe talks too much (laughs) i mean he just he just gives all the business and it's all the wrong business to give it's like he doesn't understand what sets monica off he doesn't know his sister it's very weird it feels like they have you know, it's, he uses the words alpha females. It feels like his sister has maybe a little like ownership over him. Obviously, like, you know, they're really close. And so he doesn't know how to have firm boundaries with her and stand up for himself in certain ways because, uh, you know, who the, probably the way they which they've treated each other their whole lives, you know? Yeah, and I so- think it's more so that, sorry to cut you off, but I think it's more so that Gabe has put himself in a lot of precarious situations with different women he's dated Mm -hmm. and he's vented to Monica about it. And what is your sibling going to do except not fight for you, right? Like your sibling, especially if you're constantly dating women who are taking money from you, who are abusing you in some fashion or form, and then you confide into your sister and what is she going to do? She's a stronger, you know, has a stronger personality. She's going to stand up for you. And Gabe hasn't understand, hasn't understood at this point that he, how he needs to talk to Monica. So instead mm-hmm. of saying, I'm not going to ask Isabel for a prenup because I don't think that it's necessary. She's not going to use me for my money. And it's, it's absurd. He tells her, oh, she's not going to like that. Yes, 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 yes. And uh, you're absolutely right. And I guess I see what you're saying, but I also want Gabe to sit in his own power to be like, don't worry, I have my relationship. This one I have on lock, or I don't need to share. I I feel good in the decisions I'm making. Don't worry. Because, you know, here's the other thing. I'm someone who can give advice, right? That's unwarranted. And I can understand someone who's like, oh, I'm good. Or, you know, like, in the tone in which he's saying things. So it's like, 
it, it is there's but there's a lot of like obviously because i've known each other for a long time a lot of like ways in which they've communicated that is back in the day as well but yeah obviously um he has gotten let's see, he's gotten back to columbia so isabel and him have had their you know like reconnection and so they've always had such a romantic um sort of like sweet time that they've like they're always so romantic and sweet together she's always like my my love you know and they always just seem so genuinely beautiful together so um but yeah when they go and talk you know that is when we also realize there's two things at play gabe has told isabel that monica is controlling and meanwhile he's letting monica know that isabel is controlling and that gabe is a low-key afraid of her and or lets her run things for whatever reason and so then Gabe then tells us well both women are alpha women when it's like you're you're doing something and you aren't it's like you are willingly not taking your own responsibility or accountability you are happy to let these two women do things and it's because you're not you're neglecting to kind of like take it on yourself so that these two women don't have to feel anything towards each other because there's kind of like a clarity of who is running the show with all their facilities and it's you like in your life you know you know yeah. what i'm saying Ma? yeah i do know what you're saying he is orchestrating a bad mm -hmm. show Mm -hmm. he's not mm -hmm. doing what he needs to do in order to maintain things. it's like he expects monica to be a different person than she is mm -hmm. and he hasn't learned how to get around monica without making her seem like she's a bad person like a lot of things he says to her is negative it's like you're controlling you do too much you shouldn't do but you know she's gonna do it so then don't tell her mm -hmm. or make her believe that isabel is anything but a sweet kind person and the best thing you've ever had and and so different from any other person that you've ever been in a relationship with it's like she he she he blames M monica for the reason why his other relationships didn't work, it feels like. Like, mm. oh, Monica had something to do with that. And I'm like, no, I don't think that's true. Yeah, because Monica would blame those other women for being yeah. bad. She okay, would blame so, those, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is interesting. And, and then it's like, what was I gonna say? Oh, also this, not only did Gabe not tell Monica nor his mom that he was going, that he's engaged, but I also wondered, why haven't you told Monica and or your mom how much Isabel has helped you with your business here and how lost without her you are in a sense of so they don't feel like protective of your business and or money because they feel like she is only too happy to uh, let it make it grow by her own sweat and tears and toil as much as you and you are building something together. Like it, it, why hasn't kind of those things been communicated therefore you would have more security in even talking about your relationship with them but he he wants to blame her like because of this and this and this and i all yeah it makes you feel like but what have you done what have you done to like protect things and what have you done to make people feel secure in the decisions that you've made yeah control the narrative you need to be the person you know that monica needs you to be and the person that isabel needs you to be so she picks him up from the airport. It's a lot of kissing, like Chris said, a lot of sweet times. And then he says, you know, my, my, my sister's coming. And that gets Isabel kind of nervous. Then the next scene that we have is them going to the airport to pick Isabel, not to pick up uh, the- Gabe's family. Gabe's family, right? 
Yeah, and it's just, you know, 10 time, three days till the wedding, you know? So it's like, it's a hap-a-ha happening. So, um, and now we're also going to see that Gabe's mother comes, Gabe's sister comes, and Gabe's sister's boyfriend comes. Yeah, the person who's with the tattoo. Mm-hmm. Who's tall, 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 and, you know, definitely doesn't talk much in this relationship. Yeah. And so he um, he picks they pick them up from the airport and Isabel's already like nervous, but also going to stand her ground. And I thought this is kind of a, like not the best thing to have because she's like, it's my wedding. I don't want Monica to ruin my wedding. And so I have to talk to her. Mm-hmm. They get in the car and Isabel feels like Monica is trying to make her feel bad for not is not speaking English. And I agree. Yeah. The fact that she's like no English. And I'm like, no, Monica, don't be that person. Monica, you're in Colombia right now. Yeah. She never did. You know, speak Spanish? That's what what I wrote down here. No, the better question is, why don't you speak a little Spanish? That is like, every time she asked her that, like, in her like, kind of like, pleading tone and also like, almost cannot believe that it's like that much. Like, you really don't even speak a little, like, every time I want to be like, you just take out the word English and you put it in Spanish and you're talking to yourself because it's crazy that you don't. And it's crazy that you're here right now. Like you should yes. have learned. Isabel is not coming to the U.S. So why should she have to learn Spanish? Yeah. And so that was a little weird for me. And Gabe is having to do translation when he is barely speaking Spanish himself. Yes. So that was weird. And yes. then she decided Isabel, after they go to a little like lunch, the mom stays home because she's tired. And these guys go to lunch together and Isabel and Monica are having a conversation and Gabe can't handle it. Like he just wants everyone to pretend to be happy. He wants everyone to pretend that nothing is wrong. And listen, I understand Monica. It doesn't sit well on my chest to do that kind of behavior. Like if something is awkward, I have to talk about it because otherwise I'm uncomfortable and then everything is fake and I don't like it. So go ahead. No, but you know what, Gabe? I love you so much. You know, I really do have a lot of love for you, but I want to give everyone their fair shake. Who take the backpack off? Take it off. You don't need that. Where's that? Where you, honey, were you in the locker? What are you just like going from your locker to gym class? I mean, this isn't a high school, babe. Like you're, why is that there? And you also, yeah, like you picked up your family from the airport. Like you were not traveling. Like you don't have to have a backpack. You look like you're four years old. And like, come on. And also I think, it aligns with maybe a passive immature kind of um, I don't know, nature in which I feel like he is uh, allowing people to interfere in his life. And overall I could use a little more of a matureness to come to you, especially since you're not just like getting married, but like now going to be like, you know, raising definitely one kid that other child that hurt i mean it definitely isabel's daughter is already raised you know so it's like you know let like now that you're you know let, let the kid have the backpack like you know pass on that backpack to is it miguel yeah um it's, it's crazy because yeah, isabel never has looked more like her father than in this photo right now if you're on patreon.com slash docusweeties then you'd be able to see this mm-hmm. photo that we are showing you right now um but yeah Is- isabel takes the the reins and has a conversation back and forth with monica and at the end of this conversation Isabel ends up saying, like, me and Gabe are fine. And I don't know how close you guys must be if you don't know that. 
And I was like, shots fired. Like she fully tells Monica, you don't know what's going on because I am not interested in his money. So like, why would you even think that there's a prenup need? As soon as he said that my sister wants me to get a prenup and they're eating those tostones with those toppings, which I don't like, but you know, they like it. I was like, oh, he done fucked up. This was wildly inappropriate. He should not have said this. And this is going to immediately put Isabel on the defensive because people who don't have money get really offended by prenups. People who do have money or something to lose or assets would never bat an eye at a prenup because it is, it is the smartest thing to do when money is involved. What are you looking at? Show us. No, I'm listening to what well, my head's down. I'm just like listening. <laughs> and I was going to say, yeah, you're right. And also it's definitely an American thing. Yeah. You know, but we're so happy here, you know, like I, I, I it's just definitely, it, it, it's a, it's a social economic thing. And it's also an American thing for sure. So, <clears throat> but even Gabe said that it makes him feel like the it's doomed for failure. And the truth of the matter is she is funny. Isabel's funny, which is like, what yachts what homes you're staying at my place right now you make gobble she's like yeah you have like a lovely gimmick with the with the dick pants you know but like we're trying to make something i feel like she's just like yeah okay yeah All right. yeah it, it felt insulting to her and also it is because she's really been helping and that was one of the first early scenes we saw them together is like her really going into like a fabric store and just like running around and being like this and this and this and definitely speaking all the spanish and counting you know like inches and stuff while he's just like frustrated hasn't brought the stamps and now chris do you think that he brought the stamps this time <laughs> did he did he bring the stamps i mean he no. went home he might as well have brought it. And I need to know. It's a, it's a question that's burning on my mind. So um, I We've think, been talking about them for so long. It's so funny. It's just like this. We've never taken a break. Just so you know. God bless. Yeah. I think that's the end of this segment. Um, so let's take a break. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, you what guys. a break! What Ooh, a break! That was crazy. Chris and I are really great at doing ads, don't you think? Um, so, next couple that we're going to talk about is Jen and Rishi. Let's just get to it. Let's just get to the nitty gritty, you guys. So, Jen and Rishi, and it starts out with Jen in the car, and she's on her way to Rishi's house. They are packed like sardines in that car, um, and they're going with the interpreter to have the conversation <laughs> with his family and mm -hmm, truly mm -hmm. the gall, the gall of them to do this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And for our very first scene we have is a gratuitous scene of a woman milking a goat. And oh. I was very upset with it. It was gross. I was like, that looks like a penis. Yeah. It, yes. Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. And yes. But you know, um, they also get there, they get there and uh, that translator is there and it is so funny that to think that after all of the talking that they've had with Jen, 
to think that they've gone into this thing and they see this beautiful young Indian woman and they just might be like, wow, Jen da fucking livered. Jen da fucking livered. Is she like Indian matchmaker? Come through, honey. You know, they must have been like, this is what that show is. Jen must be an amazing, weird matchmaker. And we're on the show. And they found this girl. My God, what a dream. They walk in. The beautiful woman's like, hi, auntie. You know, yes. which obviously is like cultural. You know, she must yes. be like, there she is. That's who I'm going to be able to retire. And like, that's who's going to make my chai tea and make the babies for my Rishi. Oh, my God. Like, I just, to think of in her mind what she was trying to put together. I, I just want yeah. you to have that as well. Yeah. Now. They, I mean, okay, they walked that's... into this woman's house, didn't take off their shoes, okay? Ah! Shoes on in the house, Chris. Okay. I, I peeped it. Shoes on in the house. Um, and then before they get there, Rishi's like, mom, make tea. You making tea? You making chai? Okay, for six or seven people, all right? And I'm like, Rishi, if you don't get your 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 ass in this kitchen and make, and she's like, I'm making it, I, I'm making it enough. I'm like, don't tell this woman how to make a thing that you don't even know how to make. Audacity! Yeah, yeah. She fully sits down and serves these people so that mm-hmm. they can just, I mean, ruin listen, her ruin her life. But I think that once it's all out, they probably are grateful that that. Jen did this because Rishi had like lied to them to the point where they are disappointed in him. Mm. So now they know who, now they know who their son and slash nephew is. And yeah, there was a great tweet that went out by uh, a, twi- a Twitter person named Ed's Neck that said Rishi's family has no idea how much tea is actually being served. And I mean, yeah, it's definitely more than six and seven people. But um, basically. You know, Jen sits down, she brings all the friends, you know, they're all in their like jewel tone, blobbity blue, blobbity blues. That one girl's like whole job is to be, you know, um, interventionist. And I just, what she decides to do and what they praise her for is bananas. We'll get into that. But anyway, the translator's there, you know, Rishi meets a translator that's a little suspect because he's like, I'm usually the translator. So like already there, it's weird. But then immediately Jen's like, Hi, so thanks for all coming here and meeting me back at your house. Um, (laughs) Do you remember what? Remember what we talked about? And the way you said, do you remember what we talked about before? Do you remember that? It's like, it was like, first of all, I had a little, sorry, I just had a regressive thought because I had to go to a lot of like psychiatric therapy sessions when my dad and my parents got divorced or whatever. And it's like that thing where it's like, do you remember what we talked about last week? Do you remember that? little girl it's where your dad and your mommy no longer you know she's like where i was like this girl of course knows what you guys talked about you were on tv like yeah she's like yeah i fucking I remember, remember that whole thing i'll yeah, regurgitate my, my... it back to you verbatim bitch what yeah you know? yeah yeah like i remember i definitely remember that and so she's like okay so exactly how many many people like how, what what happened she's like oh well rishi denied all of them so it was like two to four and i'm in my mind i was suspicious like how the fuck do you not remember was it three <laughs> like was it three um and that rishi turned down everybody and it wasn't a serious like proposal it was just like a like a an intro if you will and so she's like oh my god great and she's had botox and fillers and so i'm gonna say it and i'm not trying to be mean but every time jen has that plastered fake smile on her face it's giving me joker 
It's just like. You know, uh, she, I think, you know, she, God bless. So, uh, yeah, I just like, this is all happening, you know, and I just like, I still love the idea that like, she's like, can't wait for the ball to drop the mom, you know, and like the translator is doing her best and the translator is waiting for the ball to drop. And then like out of the fucking blue, you know, Jen's friend, I forgot her name. I wrote it down four times and I still can't remember her name. Um, is like, well here's the thing randy we're here randy we're here to support our friend jen who actually is engaged engaged with within a relationship with reach they've exchanged rings who now sits back and the poor translator has to be like so your son is with this old lady in hindu you know, like, and so, like, really, it's her doing all the work because, you know, yes, an interview. Okay, listen. In life, normally, if you have a professional communicator like an interventionalist, they are there to change the narrative, and the word choice is impeccable. The word choice is impeccable if you do it right, because that's what it is. Like, it's about phrasing things but when you are working with a translator you have to just give all that up to whoever the translator wants to translate it now that girl is great she's a great translator but you know what i'm saying it doesn't make any goddamn sense anyway so i want that okay so having said that the parents then have to like be like what this whole time you've been lying to us you've been with this woman but immediately off confessional they're like we know we're on camera we like can't really do anything so they're like well i mean all right well that's crazy because he lied to us but if that's what he wants that's what it is what are we gonna say and jen's like great great and rishi's like <laughs> and they're all like great job to the blonde wow what a what a feat you've done and the translator's like you guys are fucking dumb no no no, no. but i'm gonna get paid either way so i will be clocking out my job is done here and you, I mean, you're gonna be paying for it. I just like this scene is so wild and like also the audacity of them and everyone, the, the audacity of them thinking that they leave the scene and being like, well, it's crazy. They were down, they were down with it is also like hilarious knowing they're on camera, you know, like knowing what we talked about anytime that they're going to spring a conversation like Isabel sprung supposedly but if you believe that the you know gay being trans conversation on his on her parents so after so this so okay so then Rishi has his confessional where he's like I guess it turned out well I was kind of like weirded out that Jen would do that to me and I was nervous and he was nervous I mean at one point it looks like he's about to tear his face off with his own fingers like, and then somehow turn into someone or like just melt into the floor. I mean, <gasps> what? what do you think? He is like grabbing the lower part of his face. He wants to rip his lips off this entire time. I know you have a picture of it. He wants to rip his fucking face off because he's like, yeah, what is that look? Because he does not know what is happening everything is completely out of his control and jen and her friends think that this is an amazing idea mm -hmm. and he mm -hmm. knows where this is heading 
But the thing is, though, he doesn't realize how frustrated Jen is truly. He just keeps saying, like, wait, 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 wait. It'll be the perfect time. And, like, like he can't handle it. And then it's it's wild that they're like, oh, okay, your family was okay. And he, he was even kind of thinking his family was okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then they pulled him you're back right, in. Right. And they were like, yeah, no. And then when she told, when he told them how old jen was i mean (gasps) their fucking hats flew off and their socks flew off they were like Mm -hmm. oh everything is done like oh no absolutely not you can't have kids and this is why i was like kind of confused i'm gonna show you the picture of of jen's face continue showing pictures i i'm gonna upload oh it's gonna take me okay well let me yeah so basically um yeah he is relieved at first which i was right you're i was wrong I sh- you know he also for some reason doesn't know how his parents work but he he initially was obviously afraid to tell them until august the date that that woman that person said but anyway so but they didn't do that they did this they get in the car they think they're all like you know <laughs> they're all like you don't think she looks like the, the joker a little bit <laughs> she doesn't look like the joker those of you on patreon she doesn't kind of look like the joker to you you know she's living her life so um (laughs) i just love the fact that i just love the fact that they told her friend that she did a great job and like he did it too like wow you did such a great job like i'll just never get over that them like making that woman think that she's great at that i just and gave her a hug gave her a hug yeah Yeah, they were they were so pissed because he's like she wants to live in mumbai and that's where he was like oh shit's going left she's like i would like to live in mumbai and I'm like, why would you say that? You guys live in Jaipur. Yeah. And you're yeah. telling his family that you want to take him away. It's like Jen doesn't yeah. truly understand that he's the breadwinner. No, they and have so, to tell him. Tell her. Yeah. That yeah. like that's going to happen. And it's like, then they're like, what are we going to do if you're not here? And mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Like, I don't know why she, it was just like a train wreck. Mm-hmm. And at this point, I'm, you know, at this point, I'm like, like I like okay you need to find somebody else because she does end up saying in this long thing she ends up saying at that you know to this person she's like good point it is a 15 or 14 year age difference but tomato tomato I'll never make Rishi choose ever it's not fair don't you worry about that I'm a reasonable person until you make me two years to tell your family and then to go all in Uh, and then we go all in for all's fair in love and war my friends are next level amazing. If Rishi made me choose between them and him, it would be so sad. But I'm confident that I'll find another man someday. And then it feels like she kind of forced him to make this post where he's like, guys, please do not do this because Jen is upset by the DMs. Now, here's the truth. For all of you crazy people out there who are actually DMing Jen, you are wild. The fact that you would DM a cast member of any of these reality shows and tell them how you feel about them is crazy because this show is scripted. And it's also like, can you just be grateful for the fact that they are showing you their lives? And if you aren't grateful for it, then just quit. Don't watch it anymore. But to DM somebody that you don't know because they put themselves on TV is, is crazy. DM, that's crazy. Now, if you comment on a post, on someone else's post, then like, you know, on the bloggers post, that's fine, I guess, but it's weird. So one, he says, Jen has been coming to India since 2014. It's very familiar with the general and is very familiar with general Indian culture. Two, 
When I proposed, I told her that my family was 100% fine with me choosing my own bride and we could live in our own place. Joint family, not necessary. So he's admitting in point number two that he fully blatantly lied to her. Three, regardless of when my family found out about the engagement, there would have been issues with the age difference. Her friends did not did me a favor. Four, please stop suggesting to Jen that, which is like not a four, it's like a 3B, you know what I'm saying? And then... <laughs> For A, she is trying to change me slash culture. See numbers one and two. Or B, she should have learned from Ginny and Smith. Why are people lumping all Indians, all Americans into the same category? Not all Indian people are the same, just like not all Americans are the same. And I was like, false. Most Americans are the same in their mentality when they go to a foreign country. I'm not saying all. I'm saying a lot of them, especially those who are not like traveled and learned. Okay, two, you and Sumit's and Jenny's situation is kind of the fucking same. So for you to say, to stop comparing you guys to Jenny and Sumit is fucking weird because it's the same thing that your mother said. People are not gonna accept this. The family is not gonna go with it. Like they're gonna make fun of us. And that's, that's the exact fucking things, Rishma, not Rishma, I don't know her name. That's a fucking thing that Sumit's mother is saying. So it is the same. And here's the truth. Yes, Southern Americans and Northern Americans and Western Americans and Eastern Americans might be different. But there's a lot of similarities. So I'm not saying that all Indians are the same. I'm saying the situation between Jenny and Sumit and Rishi and Jen is fucking similar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just like the situation with Angela and Michael and Usman and and baby girl Lisa, Kimbali, an unnamed third new person older woman who now will be on the next season with him. I'll tell you this right now. Unless she I don't know how old he is, but I think she's older. We'll have a conversation about whether she can have a kid, <laughs> how what it means for the family. She's gonna have to meet the mom. The mom's going to have a, sto you know, like be stoic about it. She's going to have to talk about the culture. She, They're going to have situations where he wants to be dominant because it's part of the culture. And she's going to feel like she's an American woman and can't be bossed around. These are things that will happen. I am like, what am I? Like, I'm Nostradamus. I mean, okay, yes. I can see the future. I'm Sylvia Brown. It's like Give me Sylvia Brown. Give me Sylvia Brown. He wanted us to agree that not all Americans are the same. And I'm like, yeah. They kind of are. And I'm not saying that we're all the same, but we're all the same when we leave the U.S. When we leave the, the U.S., we lose our fucking minds and we're mad about plumbing. We're upset about toilets. We, we, we want privacy. We don't want to live in the familial home. And we want paved roads with a car. Like, that is what we want. <laughs> Listen, he's not wrong, but here, so quickly. Okay, so this is what happens. So they all leave. They, the, the women's like pat themselves on the back and they did such a great job and they did it or whatever. And then <clears throat> this is the things that happened. But then of course the parents later are like, holy fucking shit. What? As we said, she's too old and absolutely fucking not. Let me just think. At first the mom's like, let me just talk to other people. We didn't. And, and Rishi was like, wait, you just said yes. We're like, no, we didn't say yes. We said we want to talk to other people. And you know, and then they ask her how old he is. And then once they have an out, which is that she's that old, which I wish that Rishi had framed it to Jen. Like, yeah, Jen. My parents just couldn't, just thought you looked so good for your age. No, when they met you, honey, they thought that you were like, what, like a, only like 
four years older than me. But then I had to tell them how old you were. And they were like, oh, what's her skincare regimen? And, and, <laughs> and she looks amazing. And then also, but she can't have her kids and absolutely not. But like, they should he should have framed it better. But that's on him. And he has to learn how to deal with women. But anyway, so I'm just being a, I'm being a bitch. Okay so, go, okay. so then they're like, absolutely not. You know, we'll, we'll get laughed at. We'll get made fun of. And uh, you're f- fucking crazy. And what's wrong with you? Yeah. And then Richie, Richie goes in and, like, cries in his hands. And yeah. in his hands, he cries, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> he cries in the room. And he's like, I knew that I should have waited until the most auspicious time in August to tell my family. It's like now he's like, she fucked it up. She should have said it on August 4th at 4 p.m. or August whatever at 4 p.m. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. he's like, they they won't let me do this. And I, I listen, he he can't marry Jen. Jen doesn't want to live in the house and I take know. over the, the wifely duties. He will be letting letting down generations of Rishians and he can't do it. It's just, I, I'll be honest. It's like, it's it's wild to me to know how your culture goes because you've seen it not only your family dynamics but every one of your friends to understand that your entire life you were weighted on hand and foot by your parents under the unspoken contract that you are to get married start a family and then ease the burden of their life by taking care of them. Yeah. But what these men are saying is like, oh no, I'm just gonna, I'm no, I'm gonna leave you guys to fend for yourselves and for the wolves and just die, and, you know, because you won't be able to do anything for yourselves. I'm just gonna like marry whoever the fuck I want. You know, it's just like, it's, it's innately so selfish. On top of being, you know, obviously uh, a shocking choice usually. Yeah. And I'm not saying that love shouldn't conquer all, but I just. You know, like in Sumit's case, I guess I feel, I feel like this is where, this is where it differs. I think that Sumit really loves Jenny. And I don't really think that Jen and Rishi love each other. I just think they're in some weird lust. I don't know. Like weird. I don't think they're together. I think the difference for me is that Sumit has a brother who can take care of and who is doing the thing, the marrying the Indian woman Ooh. and having the child. Yeah. Whereas yeah, yeah, Jenny, yeah. J- Sum- Rishi doesn't have any other option. He just has a sister and that sister's already out of the house married. And it's just like, that's the thing, that's the difference. And I also feel like Sumit's parents are well off. And not to say that that it doesn't mean that they need their sons around them, but I mean, like they could hire people. Um, so that's kind of what I was seeing in that. Um, but okay. you want to move on? Yeah, I do. All right, next couple that we are going to talk about is Johan and Danielle. So Danielle um, like hip sways into the home and she's like, hello. And he doesn't respond because he's being an asshole. And she goes into the kitchen and she's like, amor, ayúdame. And I'm thinking to myself, like, does she want help unbagging the groceries? Like what's happening? (laughs) What does she want help with? I thought it had to have been that she can't reach. No, like something high. She's like, Ayudame, am I putting away this, um, you know, bottle of something up there, yeah. you know? But then this woman is like, come out, help me cook. And he's like, okay. And she's making something so foreign to him. She's making like pasta with camarones. And he's like, uh, and he's like, like he's never eaten it. So he's like confused. And she's like, I want to talk to you. I feel like if I make him a meal, then he'll be more amiable. But I'm like, you're not making him a meal. He is helping you to make a meal. 
and she try she gets him to talk to to agree to go meeting her ex uh boyfriend not even her boyfriend her ex lover yeah and um he agrees to go and do this thing and then proceeds to act a bloody fool but this is her smashing up garlic yeah sorry yeah i was like what are they okay um so yeah basically you know she got him to basically be like look you have all your friends here. I have no one here at all. So I, I mean, I don't even have friends here. So if one comes, I have to be able to see. And then A and B, instead of you being jealous and you being like this, the answer is for you to be friends with my friends and for my, I'm to be friends with your friends. And honestly, if you had just meet him, you would see that like, there's nothing there. I don't want to be with him. He doesn't want to be with me. You just don't see it now, but once you get it, you'll totally get it. And he's like, okay. So then he goes and meets this guy. And the minute the guy comes up and I have all the pictures in my phone, but for some reason I didn't put them. I like, I and then actually computer, but yeah, the minute that this guy comes up, like in his red little uh, two-piece, Johan looks at him, sizes him up, and is like, I hate what he's wearing, and this guy uh, is tall. He's, Im- he's immediately he's tall. jealous. He's immediately jealous. Yeah, he's I think he's, he's immediately well, he's jealous like, because yeah. the guy is tall, he's athletic, he's American, and he's light-skinned. Like, I think there's a lot of things at play that, like, most folk who aren't, you know, black would understand what's going on and he's like he immediately is like oh, i wouldn't want to wear that outfit and i'm like that guy looks cute like so i'm like he's being a hater so whenever somebody's being a hater it's jealousy to my to me like even when i'm being a hater i'm like damn it's because i'm kind of jealous you know and so he proceeds to like ask questions and this guy speaks a no espanol <laughs> yeah monica all right come through monica <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, I'm yeah. like, and I'm like, you know what? He's it's not like he's in the pueblo. You know what I mean? He's not in the ciudad. He's he's at the resort right now. He's on the beach. So okay, he doesn't need to speak Spanish. But I, I don't know for whatever reason I thought he was like Cuban or Puerto Rican. But maybe he's like half white. And not to say that's not a reason for him to be able to speak Spanish. I just you know Miami. They spent time in Miami together. So in my mind, he was like Latino. Um, but he gets there and he's like, yeah, you know, I don't speak Spanish. <laughs> he's like such a like tall, jolly guy that he is not ready for Johan's pettiness with the size of the shoe, how tall he is, the size of his penis. And I mean, I think Danielle would let it go on too long. As soon as he said, what size shoe do you wear? And said the thing about the penis, I would have been like, oh, we got to go. Yeah, I think that Danielle started laughing at first and then it kind of like hit her what was happening and she started to be like, yeah, you know, you are, you're asking questions just to humiliate me and you want to do so because you feel insecure, which I guess now she does call out what you said, you know, she kind of is like, when you feel insecure, you know, you, you want to put other people down in this case, me, but also he was doing it to him, like you said, whatever, God bless. So, um, it's really awkward and, um, you know, yeah, like they just are basically like we don't want to be with each other and Johan kind of takes it in and just like listens it almost does feel like he kind of does understand in that moment what Danielle is saying and that it kind of does hit him whether he's going to acquiesce moment be like you're right probably not you know but like it does feel like he it does land you know like she's like because of course if you're gonna be like no fuck she's saying two things like a like I would never 
I don't talk about our sex life in front of them. It's just incredibly rude. And like, I'm not going to do that as well. And also this is not a question you ask. No one would ask you like, well, how big's your dick? You know, like it's crazy. So he but does I think get he it. Tru- I think he truly feels like she's trying to make a fool of him. Like the reason why he's reacting this way is because mm-hmm. he doesn't, maybe he truly doesn't understand how two people who used to have sex could mm-hmm. now be friends and not just like used to have sex every once in a while, like used to live together for probably fucking all the time. And then this guy comes up, he's just as young as him. He's mm-hmm. just as tall as him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So he's like, he's like, oh, you want to make a fool of me because I don't think Johan can imagine rolling up on some girl he used to fuck and meeting her husband. You know what I'm saying? So I, I think it's coming from a place of like, truly feeling like she's belittling him. But once he realizes the situation, he's gone too far that he can't back out of it. And he's been asking her for what seems like days now to not go. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, yeah, definitely days, if not weeks because of this show, but yeah. All right. So basically, I have nothing else to say about them. Do you want to move on? Let's move on. Okay. So let's move on to Debbie and Osama, which, um, <sighs> wow, we pick up, you know, right after Usama while they're painting in the woods. Just kidding. Well, Usama's been like, this is what it is. We will go to America and I will get visa or uh, that's it. And that's it. And she's like, what? You know, like that was kind of our last moment of that. And we loved it so much. And then we get right to pick up of his thought process, which is even more LOL, which is basically this. Like, I will go to America with you and we will open art studio where in America art is is rained down upon money to artists where it is so easy for artists to make money. Unlike here, we could get everyone in America is artists and they make so much money, you know? And so it's just like, his idea also is like laughable. What's going to happen. And Debbie's looking at this. She's like, usually I'm the one that's delusional, but body it's you, you know, like, she's- yeah, she's literally like, she's like, I'm not marrying a guy who wants a visa. And he's just like, well, then it's not going to happen. And she's like, man, you're out of your mind. You're insane. You're creepy, dude. And he's like, I'm creepy. I'm bad. I'm stupid, motherfucker. And we're just like, what? Did she call you that? Did we miss that part of it? And she's like, well, take me home. And so they go to the house and she's like, call me a cab. I can't stay here with you. And he is just so cold to her. He really yeah. is very cold to her. And well, he you're a cold-hearted snake. Oh, look into, look into his, eyes. his eyes. Uh oh, he's been telling, he's telling lies. lies. He's so, a lover boy, a play. Uh, he don't play by rules. Uh oh, uh oh, girl, talk, don't be the fool now. Think about her doing all the kicks and all the and all the dancing. Every time he song. needs it. Uh-oh. Um, yeah, no, so, it's like. Yeah. It is crazy. So she gets into the cab, and I imagine that he doesn't even help her with her bags. Like, that's how petty he is. Like, see, listen, let me tell you right now. The fact that she's even entertaining at the end of this episode, or and then this, yeah, to be with him is wild to me because I'm like, I don't care how mad you are, you are helping me with my bags. You are opening the doors. I don't care. No. 
Oh, I, I I see what you're saying. No, I, if I was really mad at someone, I wouldn't let them touch me. To, wouldn't let them touch my things. I'd be spitting on them. I think I'd be spitting on him. Um. Oh, I'd just like you spitting. Yeah. Oh, no, I'd be. <laughs> no, I'd just be spitting, spitting, spitting. I'd just be pissed. So yeah, he's disgusting. He like is like who? Uh, you know, at first he says that he had told her they could live there, and then later on he tries to tell her a conventional no. Who was? I told you we would live in America, right? She's like y'all a liar you know it's just like they're back and forth this confessional is so crazy but yeah she gets to her other place and she says a bunch of beautiful things but i just gotta write read to you something she said she said her heart was closed but she opened the door and a poem slipped through the door and she was stupid enough to read it and she'll never read another poem again from another person yeah i mean he fully in his confessional said, I told Debbie that we would live in uh, Morocco. And then in the confessional with him and her with that, like, I don't know, Elizabethan like headband. She's like, he, she's like, that was never said. He's like, yes, you know, saying that you are a liar. And she's like, you're a liar. So it's like, which one was filmed first? Why is he trying to gaslight her and gaslight us? He's a crazy person and she needs to run for the hills. And so then she's she, next day she calls Julian and she's like, oh, hi, Julian. It's mama. And she's like, he's like, mom, I know who it is. You called me. I, I, she, I'm dead. I'm dead. You just like saw her face. Like you said, mom, <laughs> Julian. Oh, God. I mean, with his farmer's tan and everything. He's like, I mean, this man, act, I mean, maybe he was in an army. Maybe he was in some kind of military service because the way he acts is like he's going to call in the seals and they're going to extract her. He's a policeman and he's wearing a shirt and the scene that says America, like, like a South Park. He's still like, wearing that shirt. I didn't notice it because he wore it when he dropped her off at the airport. So he wore shirt. it again on camera. This it's his best crazy. shirt. It's his best shirt. This guy's crazy. So, um, yeah, so that is really the end of them or whatever, except that, well, yeah, at some point she's like, she, like he said, he, okay, sorry, I forgot to say, it's not the end of them because then you're right. You had mentioned this, but let's just bring it back to around the last scene is then after this, we're like, oh, thank God to be like, get the fuck out, you know? And then he Osama calls her and is like I want to talk I don't want that to be the last you know like conversation we've had I want you know and uh sometimes you know I'm too emotional and then she decides to like yeah even see him again which is also like what why yeah after how you said that to you after he said, like how could do you remember that happened babe like we haven't been seeing you drink, right? Like, what? <laughs> like, you know, like, is the how? I mean, yeah. Doctor Jekyll that? and Mister Hyde. She calls him, and he like he gets like this at night, and he's like, I don't want this. She's like, Well, we got to. I I I have to believe that love will win or something. She says something like that, and I was like, Oh God, Debbie, you're too grown for this. The, and she because she says, Man, I miss my best friend. She's like. It's not even about the physical relationship, which I was like, talk us more about the physical relationship. Is it actually happening? What um, physical relationship? Yeah, and she's like, he's my best friend. It's like, that's the guy who talks to her every day and responds to her text messages. And I'm like, listen, a man who responds to my text messages has my heart. And I think I would give that guy a chance too, because guess what? He responds to me. You know what, though? I would love there to be, like, an actual thing where it was, like, revealed that it was never him, like, the whole time, like, texting, you know? Like, and it was just, like, uh, someone else. Just, like, someone else that would just have access to his phone, you know, <laughs> that could just, like, 
grab it. You just like use a little pause to do a little, use a little pause to do a little like ticks tax. Anyway, so. He um, really thinks that someone's going to buy that piece of art. It's so interesting that he thinks like America, they respect art, but there's no money. And I'm like, there's no money here, Osama. It's crazy that you think you're going to just go there and create art. You know, here's the thing, but men feed off of the the audacity. Their, their audacity feeds <laughs> off of, unfortunately, whatever validation they've, they're given in life. And they're given a lot. Like, even in this moment, he's been given validation by Debbie, who's an angelic human who's been like, wow, Osama, you're so talented in your poetry. And so now this man thinks that he's a brilliant poet in English. And we know that's not true. He probably wrote the title of this episode. Winds do not blow. You know what I'm saying? Like, so any, he, he is, men, many men are, were fed on the love and validation by their mom and by unfortunate, insecure, unseasoned people that were that you know give in order to receive but they never receive what they what they give and you know a taker like osama can only give maybe some pets to a kitty and that's it he's always petting his own ego you know i hate him uh some people look (laughs) as ugly on the outside as they do on the inside he's as crazy look each one of those googly cookie monster eyes you know like that's what's happening on the inside honey it's just like you know one brain cell tinkering and tinkering and bouncing off another i just you know wooly looly i just can't he doesn't deserve anything he doesn't deserve it all so last couple uh is mahmoud and nicole okay let me just play my video of Mahmoud and Nicole. You guys, this is what somebody scoped out on Reddit. And you tell me if you see it. Look in the the left-hand corner or right-hand corner. I don't know what, vi- I don't know. This hand. No, on your side, it's this hand. This hand? I don't know. Here we go. This hand. Look in the back. You- is that Nicole? Is that Nicole? It <laughs> behind, to- behind the man in the shirt? Is that Nicole? Behind the man in the blue shirt, is that Nicole? That's Nicole. I mean, it has to be her. Because who else in Egypt has that exact same haircut and would be in the background? (laughs) It's so crazy. It's so crazy. I know, I know. I love that. This is like the deep dive we did. Look look at us doing it. 2020. And if you're Style watching on Patreon.com, reporting. Yeah. Um, Thank you, 90 Day the Minute. Is that was that 90 Day the Melanated Way that put yeah, up? Yeah, 90 Day Melanated Way put it up. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yes. So follow her on Instagram, 90 Day the Melanated Way. And yes. Yeah, so we start off with Mahmoud, I believe, going to see his brother Ahmed, and they're going to play dominoes. Isn't it so interesting that they, we play dominoes in the U.S. We play dominoes in like the Dominican Republic and Cuba. And I'm sure in South America somewhere. And they play dominoes in uh, Egypt. Now, I wonder if it's the same rules. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't play dominoes. It's so funny because when I see stuff like men playing across each other in Arab lands, I always think it's going to be backgammon, you know, like I, cause I'm like so used to backgammon, but no, it's, yeah, it's, it's that they go to their local men's spot that has Wi-Fi and sports also sometimes plays. You know what yeah. doesn't play? Women. That's yeah. why it's a men's only spot. How could she have been in the back like that? I mean, who else was it if it's not her? You're right. Okay, that's another thing. But yeah, so um, now he sits down. I love his brother. You know, it's so funny because his brother looks like a little rough and tumble, but his brother has such a, like a melodic voice. But basically, 
he tells his brother what's up like yeah she's over it no she's she's getting the bfe she's getting the buck you know instead of like getting here she's getting the buck fucking out of here bfe egypt i don't know god bless uh, i ruined that but anyway cut it out cut it out well but anyway do the edit uh so yeah he's like he's like she's done and uh here's the other thing is that she also low-key applied for that visa and his brother's like what you there in america uh <laughs> you i mean buddy have you seen yourself have you I don't even know. Like, you look crazy on camera now, and you're here. Like, what the hell are you going to be like there? The minute you get, the minute that you touch ground, you're going to, like, your head's going to be spun around, buddy. Like, I'm not trying to, like, talk you out of it, because, like, you know, I'm just, like, your big brother and trying to, like, give you some advice, which is don't fucking go. You're crazy. You, like, you'll not. It might be good for you. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but he went to China, and I still want to know why, and I still want to know for how long. So, like, and also, did he speak Mandarin? So, I want to know, like, what that situation is. But, like, one, I want you to explain what Ahmed is eating. And two, no two brothers could look more like nothing alike than these two people. <laughs> also, his teeth are, like... Ma- some problems, some problems. Yeah, it's it's just like Osama to me. And I can't, it's, it's a lot going on. Okay, explain what he's eating. You know, uh, okay, so he's eating what looks like koshery and, you know, the bowl looks, it's like, it looks like this, you know, but like, or like a, a even small, like a frozen yogurt bowl, but it, I feel like it's koshery and I'm just seeing a moment what looks like the macaroni noodle and maybe like a red sauce over it with like some toppings and fixings. So uh, they're in Egypt and it's a, you know, street food. Um, so that's my, that's my guess. That's my mm-hmm. educated guess. I'm also, uh, for a moment in my life, I worked at an Egyptian restaurant. You did? Named, named Cafe Dahab. Mm-hmm. Oh, I spell koshery. Do you know? C? K-O-S-H-A-R-I. Koshari. I'm saying, I mean, you know, there's not the way you say koshari. I didn't know you at all worked at an Egyptian place. Like, I feel like I know all about your life. No, there's a lot. There's a lot of secrets. Wow, that's like crazy. That's a lot of. You'll never. You can go a whole lifetime without knowing me, Wa. Yeah, I can't. I don't think no. I can. Mm, there's okay. a lot of mysteries. There's a, there's a lot of things you don't know. I keep to my heart. No, I'm I'm not someone who just wears their heart on their sleeve. No, I I keep everything in. I I hardly ever express myself or even talk about my emotions. I'm much like TC from Life After Lockup. It's very mm-hmm. hard for me to really ever express to express anything. Uh, express well. yourself you got to make him mm. okay so basically the brother does the brothery thing i love the brother so much like, i really love this brother like i feel like he does such a good job he i he 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 thinks his younger brother is incredibly sheltered and incredibly immature you know yeah. we've been feeling that we're like he has literally looked at camera and been like look guys you don't have to understand it's his first woman first time okay not you like he, there's a part of him that feels like he is wants to take care of his brother protect his brother because he because he he you know thinks his brother you know isn't as worldly and maybe is is a little innocent and and whatnot so and that he hasn't maybe lived like like other people have and maybe who even watched the show I, yeah. I don't know i just like love this brother anyway but basically you know, Mahmoud's like, I'm going to be honest. I don't want to go. No, I've never wanted to go. Okay. I don't want to go. 
but I love her. And this is like what the 14th time, notice getting like the second time that she's tried to move here. It would be fucking bananas selfish of me yeah. to not try. I mean, I. Yeah. And I love that, that he said that. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was the thing you say when you love somebody. Like it's, it's wild for me to not try. So I was like, all right, then go. Yeah. And if you are, shout out to Renee um you're like oh this is what they've been planning the whole time honey this brings us right right to where we've always wanted to be yeah right onto a regular old brand new season of 90, 90 day, day fiance. fiance so um you know yeah i mean i really like their storyline i don't think that it, it doesn't feel that uh contrived or overly produced you know but at the same time uh i love a new couple and they really gave it to me so and I want the brother to somehow come and bring bring the brother's wife. Just can we have the whole family? That's the family I want, you know? So. <laughs> yeah, but he's going to hate the States. I, especially, I think he's going to hate LA. Oh, for sure, these worsies. I'm like, what's better for them? Back in the Appalachian Mountains, you know? Like, don't go up to LA, you know? Because, yeah, he's like, the brother's like, okay, so you think that, you know, you're having, having problems with her here and what she's going to wear here. And she's like, whatever, like, when she gets to America, she's going to wear whatever the f she wants. I mean, she's not even, she's like doing you services now in this moment with her, like, you know, long sleeves and whatnot, but she's going to get back to America. It's going to be all like cutoffs and jorts. That's going to be a lot of jorts. <laughs> you know, and <laughs> say again where you said that they should live because you cut off Appalachian Mountains, you said? Yeah, I feel like, isn't Nicole originally from? I thought she said the Appalachian Mountains. Like the oh, Ma Appalachian I thought she was Mountains. like from Iowa. Or Idaho. Did she say the Rocky Mountains? I gotta look and see what rock. I gotta now. I'm gonna like Rocky what Mountains mountain range? Denver. That's where you. I know. I'm like. Did she say up? We well listen. We gotta go back and we'll do our due diligence. But um, if they're on the next season, I'll be happy about it. And I want the brother too. Anyway, yeah, that's all we have for this episode. Yes. However, we've been doing you know a lot of social media. Mm -hmm. We've been doing a lot of fun things. If you want to see it all, make sure that you're following us for on sure. our socials. It's at DocuSweeties on Instagram, at DocuSweeties on TikTok, and at DocuSweeties one on Twitter. And at the same time, we've been putting up pictures. We've been talking. We've been showing videos. We've been doing so much uh, for you to visually see, as well as serving face, face, face. And wow, how uh, how do they see it? You could do so by joining us on Patreon.com at patreon.com slash docusweeties. And it's $10 a month. You get the visuals of what you're listening to right now. We go live every first Monday of the month, which we did earlier today. And you get some extra content. You get it immediately after we finish filming it. And then, um, you know, then it goes out to the public. But Chris and I are like working on some things in a couple months. We'll have some more stuff, you know. Uh, once we're not all crazy busy, you know? So mm -hmm. we appreciate you guys who are our patrons supporting us. Um, thank you so much for your support. It makes it, you know, so enjoyable to talk to you guys on Patreon. So join us there for that conversation. Otherwise, we will talk to you later. You guys, uh, bye. Bye.